Yo, 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 what's up, what's up with it? It's your boy Brain here with the new segment called Behind the Plates where, uh, you know, I hit up these awesome artists, you know, ask them some questions, you know, related to their music and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. It's the first guest we're going to have on the segments. It's uh, Gengar from California. How are you doing today, bud? Yo, 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 I'm doing super good. That's awesome, dude. That's good to hear, man. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it's gonna, you know, go ahead and just jump into it, dude. Um, you know, let's. What's the origin story behind Gengar? You know, want to know more about you? Like, you know, what was it like growing up? Growing up, I had. I have two loving parents that always cared about me, always had my best interest, always looking out for me. I had a brother who loved me, took care of me. I had a really good family. I had a good childhood. Um, we're here for dubstep, so I want to talk about how I got into dubstep. Honestly, it was the weirdest way ever. There was this game. I know no one had a PlayStation Vita, but I was that one person that did have a PlayStation Vita, and there was this game called Wipeout 2048. Okay. And with that, um, there was a song called Under the Influence by the Chemical Brothers. It had this huge bass drop where it went, and the bass frequency went super, super, super low, and it just jogged into drum and bass. I loved it. Man, I couldn't get enough of it. I, I would get that game and plug in literally a little amplifier just to make the music louder, and I'd turn down the volume of the actual game because I loved the, the music so much. And that's where I started to get into electronic music. From there, I found Noisia. From there, I found Dead Mouse. All artists that were featured on this video game for the PlayStation Vita. Um, sparked my interest and I decided to look on YouTube I found this page called Dark Step Warrior which was exclusively almost drum and bass super super wubby deep and dark drum and bass and I found a song by Dejasta actually System VIP which is the first real OG dubstep song I ever heard that song is what started it all. Started Christopher, I wanna produce. Without that song, I would have never gotten into producing. That's what's up, dude. So German bass kinda of like your intro into the electronic music and stuff. Exactly. I wouldn't have even found it if I didn't have a passion and love playing video games. That's pretty dope, man. That's good to hear. So, like, in terms of producing, like, what did you initially start doing? Was it, like, producing drum and bass music, and then you got into the dubstep? That's exactly what happened. Um, before I even got it, uh, I was messing with these crappy applications on my phone, throwing loops together, trying to make coherent sounds. Um, unfortunately, none of the loops were for drum and bass, so I started with house. But as soon as I bought my first DAW... Um, which was FL Studio. I want to say it was a FL Studio 11 about five years ago. Um, 
Then I immediately started to make drum and bass. I had a song I like, and I referenced where they put the kick and the snare. And then from there, I just went off. But my music didn't sound very good for quite a while. Uh, I see. So I guess in terms of your current production, like, who do you look to uh, as inspiration for, like, you know, your sound design and kind of, like, your workflow and stuff like that? Honestly, I really have been into innovativeness, uniqueness. Dejasta has that signature sound. Blood Dinners has that signature sound. Um, People that have been pushing their own waves, not following and doing everything else, like with the OG rhythm sounds, like making their own sounds that kind of defining like their own type of that genre. Have I've been really what have sparked my interest the most? Sledge, Blood Dinners, Dejasta. Back when Nexus wasn't as big as he is now. He had the song called Tornit, I think. Okay. It was on, I want to say, Bewildered Productions. That was when I first started getting into Death Step. Oh, I had this huge thing for Code Pandorum. Code Pandorum was like a god of production to me when I first started. Yeah, that makes sense. I can kind of see uh, how some of the, like, the elements in his music, like I could definitely hear it in your production for sure. Yeah, no, nah, he produces some really awesome stuff, man. Um, I'm just curious, um, in terms of, like, your workflow, like, what does that look like? Or, you know, is there a certain, like, do you start with, you know, the percussion? Do you work with the synths first? How does that look like for you? Well, when I first started, I began from scratch on every project, and I realized it took up a huge amount of time, and it definitely slowed down my workflow because um, I need to start from the beginning and I wouldn't have some sort of a layout. Then as I grew into wanting to make more dubstep, I kind of made myself a set project file that was just a basic layout of drums. I just opened that project and it would have everything laid out. But as I started producing more and more, I changed from that again because I felt everything I was making sounded similar too similar so i began producing from scratch again so that way every song sounds like its own song it doesn't sound like oh this song came from yusuke this song came from space a different song gengar had made in the past no it sounds like a brand new gengar song that was nothing like a different gengar song dude yeah that makes sense bro hell yeah that's cool and then in terms of i guess I don't know. What does like the, the rhythm scene look like in California? Cause I mean, I understand that you have LA, which is kind of like this hub of like just music in general. It seems to be like shows left and right, you know, going on down there. But is there anything, like anything closer to like, you know, where you stay at, like any promo companies that throw on shows in your area? Honestly, it's super, super clicky where I'm at. There's groups like Underground Entertainment, there's Wasted, there's um, The White Elephant, all different groups I've heard of. Um, I, I started producing and getting into DJing with this company called Wasted. I didn't feel I was very appreciated there, so I left. Um, 
nothing bad against them, but I felt I was not growing from playing small shows there. I felt I would grow more if I was doing my own thing and producing. So I kind of stood, took a step back from all of that and started doing my own thing, just producing on the side and messaging a couple producers who I look up to, like Sledge, um, Lazy Flex, Kozik, all people who I hold very high, who I think are outstanding producers. That's cool. Kind of, kind of a good segue to like my next question. Um, yeah, I guess who are your homies in the scene? You already named a couple. Um, any other people that come into mind? You know, when like people you ride and die for. Robo, Sledge, Lazy Flex, Kozik, and I will say Waves. Those five people are people I love with all of my heart and brain, of course. Oh, mega, mega, that... mega homie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's dope. And I, I know you mentioned Sledge earlier. Uh, what's the story behind, you know, Gengar join, joining the Akatsuki? It all started with the SoundCloud message. Um, no idea who each other were. I messaged him because I saw he lived in Orange County on his little SoundCloud bio. And I said, hey, um, do you ever want to hang out sometime? He got back to me and said, sure. And I don't know if he was taking me seriously or not. And I said, well, do you want to go play with me at a show? With Kozik and me? Back to back to back. Slid back to back Kozik, back to back Gengar. And he said, oh my God, yes, I do. So I drove to his house and I picked him up and we became friends. And after that, I started talking more and more and more. I invited him to a couple more shows. Um, Sledge is in the military right now. So he wasn't here in California for a long amount of time. So we went to about three shows in a week period. And we got to know each other more and more and became pretty good friends. And all of a sudden he messaged myself and two other of my friends we had all introduced ourselves to, um, Jeffrey Jammer and Robo, Alex and Steven. And yes, if all three of us would like to join. And of course we all said, hell yeah. Nice. It's crazy, bro. So like, I know in the past, at least on their, uh, the Kotsky, uh, Chop Crew, uh, SoundCloud, they listed like the prior list of members on it. And it's crazy because you had, you know, artists like Yaks who was previously in it and like other big artists, you know, like. Yeah, Sledge has brought in so many amazing artists through the Akatsuki, Yaks, Ayonix, um, Satsujin, Emilian Wong himself. It's, it's phenomenal. Man, I miss Satsujin, dude, because like he drops some of my favorite tracks. Reals. And Yuki, you can't forget about him. Yeah. The gods of producing rhythm. Yeah, they're like one of the innovators OGs to it all, you know. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool, man. Um, in terms of your personal production, like out of all your discography, like what's your favorite track you produced and why? Mm. I'm going to say Haku. Yeah, that's a good track. Well... I was missing someone that I really loved. 
someone that I'm currently with right now. Um, we're both in different states, super far away from each other. And it was sad one night. And I made the whole entire track in one night, actually. And it's surprising because it ended up being my most popular track I've ever made. And then I just said, screw it. I guess I'm going to upload it. I sent it to a couple of friends. And they're like, this is sick, Chris. So I said, whatever. I guess I'm going to upload it. And I uploaded it. And I asked if... Um, I don't remember his name, but I had a homie who would help me with promo for a bit. Um, or I started talking to Dectronics, who helps me a lot with promo now. Um, I had another homie who helped me promo it a bit, and it took off. And I'm really happy that people are still hitting it up and liking it and getting follows from it. It's cool that people enjoy my music. I didn't think people would like it that much. I just kind of made it putting my emotion into some sort of a musical serenade. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, I played it once in front of some homies. And as soon as I dropped it, they ran over to the CDJs and like, like bro, you got to get the ID, man. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> really? I'm like, yeah I'll, send you the, uh, yeah, I'll send you the DL link. You know, that's all good. That's sick. Yeah, man. Like, hey, my, my philosophy is like, you know, you can have the same tracks as me, but you won't you won't mix them like me. You know, you're not gonna double them <laughs> like me. So I get you, I get you. Like, I'll give you the ammunition, bro, but it's up to you, the shooter. You know, to like shoot your shot. You know, I get you. Yeah, man. Um, you got any sort of dream collabs that you're aiming for? People you want to work with in the near future? Dejasta, Dejasta would be my biggest dream collaboration ever. Without Dejasta's system VIP, there would be no Gengar. That song solely got me into dubstep. I remember listening to that with my headphones, rocking out, putting it on my little PlayStation P. Man, I loved that song so much. Definitely, that's dope. Fuck yeah. I guess, I mean, you played a couple of shows already. Um, I guess, you know, once you you know get to the point where, like, you're bigger... You know, and you start, you know, having a rider for shows. What would you have on said rider? A big ass platter of chili cheese fries. Dude, that sounds amazing. <laughs> With maybe some pastrami on top. That would be so good. But I wouldn't be able to eat all of them before my set or else my stomach would hurt. I'd have to go use the bathroom. But definitely some chili cheese fries. My favorite food, probably. All right. You heard it here first chili cheese fries on that rider every single show all right <laughs> <laughs> and you know besides i guess you know the production and dj what else do you like to do for fun um i love to play guitar i love to draw i haven't been drawing every day like i used to but in middle school and high school i do so 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 much um, I skipped all the art classes in high school and went straight to the highest one, the AP Studio Art. But the teacher was like, well, do you know what all this stuff means? And I took, I took a test and I skipped all the other ones. And I did the AP test and everything and I passed. And wow, I was so excited. I drew this 
awesome picture of Mechagodzilla, who was a character in the OG, not the, like the new Godzilla remakes, like the OG Godzilla movies where it was people in costumes. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> I drew this sick picture of him. I drew another one of this skull that was stabbed onto a pike with a little monster inside of a crack in the skull that was crawling out of it. Dude, that's pretty sick, man. I love drawing dark art. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And, I mean, just from looking at your uh, SoundCloud page, I know there's you know, several things you're really into. A, that's Godzilla um, with your, your Gator Red Track. Uh, oh, yeah. So you're super into Dark Souls with a couple of Dark Souls-themed tracks, like Ashes of Ariandel and the story. Yes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we, you and I have played countless hours. For real, we yeah. in all three games together. Actually, I, technically, I still got to beat the first one with you. Pretty much at the end. We got yeah. it. We'll finish it soon. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that for sure at some point. I'm um, trying to think what else. Um, um, I really love death metal, too. I know it's kind of weird. Death metal, progressive metal, thrash metal. I grew up listening to that with my dad. And it just hits home. Whenever I listen to it, I rock out so hard. Um, bands like Necrophages, it's a technical death metal band. Opex, progressive death metal band. Um, Obscura, Sepultura. Okay, yeah, I've heard of Sepultura, yeah. I, I love metal. Metal is amazing, too. All right. that's that's Dude, yeah, you should definitely... It'd be cool to see you incorporate that, like, you know, kind of like Sullivan King, you know? I've, I've been wanting to see that for a while. Um, that's what I used to love to play on my guitar all the time. Picked it up a couple of days ago and was shredding out. It was so much fun. Every time I pick up my guitar, I just immediately, if I'm stressed... My mad, it takes all those feelings away, and I feel nothing but joy. Dude, that's pretty. That's awesome to hear, man. The power of music, for sure. Um, just in general, are there any places you want to travel to that might play in the future? Definitely Montreal and France. Yeah, I've heard the bass music scenes in those areas are insane. Yeah, all the shows that happen there seem to. For some reason, pop off. I mean, super, super packed. I'm going to play for a huge show one day. Yeah, man. I mean, based on everything you're doing, I feel like that's definitely possible for you, dude. Um, And then, is there any place you want to travel to just, you know, for fun? A lot of people aren't too interested in it, but I'm extremely interested in Brazil and the rainforest. There's so much mystery there and things that haven't been discovered. Um, yeah, there's a lot to be careful for there, but Brazil is such a beautiful country at the same time. I'd love to go to Brazil. I remember I did a whole project on it when I was younger, and I was so fascinated by all the things I discovered about it. Yeah, man. Uh, me personally, I mean, I think it'd be cool to go to like party in the favelas, you know? Where's that? Oh, like just—I mean, it's the the poor neighborhoods in uh, Brazil, pretty much like. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like kind of like the apartments built on top of each other, sort of thing. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, man, just play some uh, some bailiff funk or something, some Latin music. Or to Japan, Dude. I went there for a couple of weeks earlier on in my life. I'd love to go there again. How was that? 
I didn't want to come back home. I loved it there. It was yeah. amazing. The food, the people, everyone was so kind. Everything was so nice, too. The air felt nice. Field felt nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but how did you get to, like, uh, to meeting Deck and, like, your involvement with, like, Rough Records? Honestly, I'm pretty sure it's because I joined his repost chain at one point, and then I messaged him, and I sent him a couple songs, and he's like, do you want to have, like, an EP with Rough Records, and, and you can, like, join the label and help promo it and everything? And I thought I just thought that was a really, really good opportunity to not only help his brand, but help mine as well. So I said, sure, I'd love to. And then I worked out an EP in a whole month. Um, Yusuke, Ghidorah, a collab with Shark, and another song. Power. Power. Hey, I'm glad you remembered it. I forgot. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I have everything pulled up, bro. Like, I'm, I've been ready for this moment. Um, I thought that EP did really good. It kind of helped put me on, it like, made me established more. A lot of people enjoyed that EP and it helped me personally a lot. So I'm really glad that he asked me to do that. He helped me a lot. He's extraordinary with promo, with connections. He's a super smart guy. Yeah, I've, I work with him a lot personally too. And yeah, he's he's constantly working hard, you know, trying to make things happen. Yeah, sometimes it's a little hard to get a hold of him, but it's because he's always he's always busy. I mean, just nothing bad about that at all. He's just working hard at all, all times, and I, I really, really respect that. I uh, just want to do a quick shout-out to Rough Records for hitting 20K followers finally. That's hella dope. Congrats to them. Hey, hell yeah. Good job, Jack. You deserve it. Yeah, and I see here you have two other uh, releases with them, Space and uh, your most recent one, Kirk Hammer. Oh my god, don't get me started with Kirk Hammer. I love that song. It came from Bloodborne. I love that game so much. Dude, it's funny you got me into that game too, man. Yeah, we gotta beat it again. We gotta fight Lawrence, Orphan of Cause. God, the hardest boss so ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like Kirk Hammer to me is like, to me personally, I feel like you're one of your best tracks in terms of like, you got your signature sound going like with the, you know, your aggressive sense and just that sustain that you got going on that track is it rocks you, you know? Thank you, man. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, dude, seriously. Like ever since, uh, yeah, dude, you've, you're OG on the show. Like you were the very oh, first, first episode. episodes. Was yeah. it the very first episode? The very the first episode. Yes, sir. Man, that's awesome. How long ago was that? Give me a second. Let me check. <laughs> I was not expecting that question back. Uh, sorry. Tracks. Sorry. I'm just uh, scrolling down. I've uploaded so much stuff on the page. The first episode was dropped on August 25th of 2019. Almost a whole year ago already. Coming up on that quick. It is. You're right. 
that's crazy dude because we're about to wrap up uh, season two in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. and then we're going to debut this new segment at some point um yeah it's pretty cool uh you're for the first uh interview and we got some other dope artists lined up to do as well so yeah man it's pretty sick we've the the podcast definitely grown a lot you know because of awesome artists like you uh people like deck you know my co-host sticky got shot him out you know oh yeah. Um, yeah um i guess the last question like do you have any sort of news or announcements you want us to include in this interview Lately, I've been working on my most creative, unique, innovative music ever. And the next releases I'm going to be putting out, I'm going to try to redefine my sound even more. And again and again, I want every release to be different. I don't want to be making the same thing that everyone else is making. I want to stand out. I want When someone listens to my music, I don't want them to think, oh, we're just some generic dubstep rhythm. No, it's completely different. I mean, yeah, it might be a 4-4 time signature, but it's different. It has different sound design, different kick flows, different flows with the hi-hats, different weird synth flows, sound design the synths differently. I want to make it all unique. Hell yeah, that's awesome to hear, man. Um, And what track are we going to outro this uh, episode with? Dormine's Quest. And this is available for download this uh unreleased stuff it's unreleased but i really am planning on releasing it in the future i love it so much um i was thinking about even extending the drop and making it even longer before i release it (laughs) i just i I love it i want to make it even crazier i had more ideas recently thinking about what if i added another 32 bars to the drop just because i can and i I think it's a really good idea so i wanted to make it even longer cool uh yeah thank you so much for being on the this very first episode of this segment hell yeah thanks brain brian no problem, no problem dude this was a gengar really talented artist pete will uh, link all his social media below in the information section yeah this is a brain and i don't know you can say something if you want thank you for having me hope you all have a really good rest of your day and i hope you stay productive work hard and live a beautiful life you heard it here uh we're out